0: Welcome to WFUV's What's What? It's Thursday, March 9th. What's What? is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Megan Aftermat, And I'm Leah Mallory. Let's get into today's headlines. City Council Speaker Adrian Adams is doing more to help essential workers in New York. In her speech yesterday, The speaker talked about plans for job creation and workforce development. Adams also called for shutting down Rikers Island and for more affordable housing options. And the speaker says that her goal is to make conditions better for residents. New York City Council held a preliminary budget hearing today to discuss MTA improvements. City Council members and advocates from the Riders Alliance rallied outside City Hall leading up to the meeting. The MTA has already taken steps this year to implement changes. That's right, Leah. First, they're relaunching the Group Station Managers Program, which assigns someone to take care of a collection of stations and oversee maintenance and upkeep. Next, they've announced that 24 public bathrooms at 12 stations will reopen in May. And the MTA isn't the only one making improvements. This week, the Taxi and Limousine Commission announced that they've approved a pay raise for Uber and Lyft drivers. Rideshare drivers can now expect to earn $27 for a trip of up to 30 minutes starting next week. Lawmakers in New York are discussing repealing the excise tax on medical marijuana. The 7% tax has existed since cannabis use for medical purposes became legal 10 years ago. Those in favor of eliminating the tax say this could help make medical marijuana more accessible to those who rely on it. If the tax is eventually revoked, it could mean changes to taxes on recreational cannabis use as well. With the spring season upon us, it looks like the cherry blossoms are eager to make their appearance. And Central Park just announced a new cherry blossom tracker to help New Yorkers keep tabs on the beautiful flowers before they peak. The Central Park Conservancy, a nonprofit that oversees care for the park, launched the interactive tracker, which gives real time information on the flowers. The color coded map shows areas where the flowers are in pre peak, peak, and post peak. To find the tracker, go to centralparknyc.org. And for some fun entertainment history, on this day in 1966, the five member American rock band known as Beach Boys started recording their hit, God Only Knows, which would go on to become a UK number two single the same year. Also on this day in 1997, Brooklyn-born rapper Notorious B.I.G. died as he left a party in Los Angeles. The 24-year-old rapper is cited by many media lists as the greatest rapper of all time and is regarded as a central figure in hip-hop and an icon in New York City. In honor of Women's History Month, WFUV will be featuring a series of stories that explore complex women's health issues. This year, New York City made medication abortion pills available for free at four clinics. But recent legislation could limit that access nationwide. WFUV's Maya Sargent finds out what's happening on a federal level to threaten the
1: availability of free medication abortion in New York State. New York City has once again proven they're a front-runner in reproductive health care. In January, the city started offering free abortion pills at four sexual health clinics. The city is investing $1.2 million in this rollout that will aim to make 10,000 abortion pills available over the next year. In Mayor Adams' announcement, he explained why access to medication abortion is so crucial. It's because, historically, women's health has not been prioritized. And we saw that so clearly last year when the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade. The Supreme Court's decision has endangered women's health across the nation. Since Roe has been repealed, anti-abortion initiatives have popped up all over the country. New York City has always been a beacon of leadership in this nation, and we're going to continue to lead. Most recently, Federal Judge Matthew Kozmarik proposed legislation that would ban medication abortion across all 50 states. That would even affect states like New York, where it is currently accessible. Right now, women in New York can access this pill without documentation or insurance. No other city in the nation or in the world has a public health department that is providing medication abortion. We are the first. The medication provides an alternative option for women who are not able to get a surgical abortion. Laura Wery, Assistant Professor of Economics and Public Service at New York University, explains why access to a free pill breaks down some of the barriers women face when looking to have an abortion. The cost of abortion or getting together the resources to cover abortion is often cited as a reason um, for why women have delayed abortion care. Wery says it's hugely important that the pill is not only free, but accessible and convenient across the city. She says it will allow women to consider if they want to invest in having a child right now. They feel like having a child right now may interfere with future opportunities. So maybe goals they have for their career or their educational attainment. Wary says her own research has shown that women have more opportunities when they have better access to abortion and contraception showing that when women have better access to these types of of reproductive health care, they're better off in terms of their educational attainment. They're more likely to graduate from high school, more likely to attend college. Um, They do better in their careers, have higher earnings. But even then, Wary says medication abortion isn't a perfect solution. To use this type of care, you have to recognize pretty early on that you're pregnant. So you can only use that within the first 11 weeks. Worry says it's just as important for women to have access to surgical abortions as well. Sara Taylor, the co-initiator for Rise Up for Abortion Rights, an organization fighting for reproductive equality, agrees. She hopes other states around the country follow in New York's footsteps in terms of accessibility, especially now that access to medication abortion is at risk. You actually see a deepening and explosive divide. And one side or the other is going to win out. While the battle over abortion access rages on, Taylor has seen a shift in the landscape. There's been a lot more openness and destigmatizing of abortion. But even in light of these changes, abortion access isn't guaranteed in the long term. Even in states like New York, where current access could be affected by federal legislation. That people, especially in... Places like New York City are really taking for granted the fact that this assault on abortion has not hit them yet. She wants to reframe how people think about the issue. We would not say we have freedom of speech in this country if it was overturned by the Supreme Court and taken away in 20 states. You wouldn't say, oh yeah, but at least we have it in New York. Elizabeth Estrada has seen this divide between New York and other states. She's the New York field and advocacy manager at the National Latina Institute for Reproductive Justice. She says although she lives in New York, 42% of Latinas between the ages of 15 and 49 live in states that have banned, or are likely to ban, abortion. She says immediately these women are faced with additional financial and social barriers other than the abortion procedure itself.
0: Getting childcare to go, taking a day off work, it means paying for a flight, paying for cabs, paying for a bus and then perhaps even being subjected to immigration checkpoints.
1: Estrada says that since Roe was overturned, many of the women she works with have expressed confusion.
0: Many of us are scared, we're uninformed about what the laws, even here in New York, I talk to people in the community, Latinas and immigrants and non-English speaking people who are confused about what even the laws here in the state are, even in a progressive state like New York.
1: And that confusion is amplified by legislation working its way through the courts. While medication abortion remains free and available in New York State for now, future decisions on the federal level could eventually limit that access. For WFUV News, I'm Maya Sargent. That was WFUV's Maya Sargent
0: reporting on how federal legislation could impact New York State's ability to continue providing free medication abortion. And that's our show for today. I'm Leah Mallory. And I'm Megan Oftermatt. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, and culture. And tell your friends so they can find WFEV's What's What at WFEVnews.org and wherever you get your podcast.